This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. And of course, um, the coronavirus is starting, the news is starting to fall off. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's still more numbers. But I don't think it's going to affect the market anymore. Markets like security, they like consistency, they like, you know, they like to know what's happened. Once they think they know the markets, then the stock price stops being volatile. So I think we've seen pretty much the volatility we're going to see because of the coronavirus. I think other things are going to be coming along on the market that will affect it. Kind of interesting what's happening, though. I don't know if you noticed that the dollar is getting very strong, got very strong here in the short term from the coronavirus, but gold also went up. Usually, that's just the opposite. When the dollar goes up, gold goes down. When the dollar goes down, gold goes up. But not this time, probably because the fear of that coronavirus made people move to gold and to secure American dollars instead of other currencies. Kind of interesting thing that happened today. Or the last couple of weeks, actually. You're listening to Invest Talk, and you want strategies to help deal with the volatility. I know that. So you got to be prepared for it. I understand that, and that's what the goal is here on Invest Talk. And of course, we all want to achieve that ultimate goal of financial freedom. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you'll call me in this hour. We're going to be live. We're live every day, Monday through Friday, four to five, and through the Invest Talk radio program and the podcast. And my company, KPP Financial, I can help you. I can help you become a better investor. I really can. One way Justin and I are able to do this is by implementing our philosophy. We think independently. We want to share success. And we do parallel investing, meaning we invest right alongside our clients. We do it every day. We buy the same thing, same time, same percentages as our clients. Everything my client owns in each one of my programs, I own. So, so I'm, I'm at risk, just like you are. And, you know, I will either do very well and be happy with me and you or not, you know. Um, but, of course, I'm very focused, as you can probably figure that out. Okay, I'm here to, ready to answer any of your investing questions. We are live. Time to give me a call. We're open 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. You can call right now. My February 27th appointment schedule is filled in San Jose, but we do have a second date. March 20th, Justin Klein will be there traveling to San Jose to conduct no, to conduct no cost and no obligation portfolio of views, just like I do. And it's all about helping you achieve that goal. You know what the goal is. I have been preaching it for some time, and that's financial freedom. I didn't. You notice I don't say... You know, the goal is to retire early or to retire because I don't I don't think that's the goal. The goal is financial freedom, so you can decide to retire early or not retire early, or to keep working, or work into something else completely. But you know, just to retire to stop working, I I don't I don't think that's the goal. I don't think I try. I, and I'm this is learned by experience, by the way. I t- retired many, many, many years ago, thinking, okay, that was it. That was you know, save, invest, and you know, work hard, put your money aside, and then once you get enough money, stop working. Well, that didn't last more than a couple months. I was bored to death. So no, that's not the goal. 
The goal is financial freedom, not retirement. So, why don't you give me a call? 888-99-CHART. My main talking point today concerns a report that mini mortgage refinance boom continues as the coronavirus keeps rates low. Now, how long will that continue to keep rates that low? Refinance demand drove volume, rising a remarkable 207% year over year, the same week a year over year ago. So we'll give you our perspective. We'll take a look at that. And I've got some other things we can talk about, as you know. Uh, dividend investing rules. I got some rules for you. If you're going to buy dividend-paying stocks, I got some rules. I'm going to list them. Financial independence slash retiring early. Well, is is that a good idea? Is it for every group? Is it? What does it mean? How do you do it? How do you achieve it? I'm going to give you some guidelines. We've got rules and some guidelines. And then, of course, Europe, did you see this come out? They, they, Europe has, has decided on a number of digital strategy that's going, that their new digital strategy for Europe, Europeans. And this is going to affect all kinds of companies. What does that mean to the big tech companies, our big tech companies? You know, Europe is a lot more strict than they are here in the United States about privacy, which is surprising since the United States is, you know, all about rights. And Europe is not nearly as stringent on other rights. Like, you know, some of those countries have some pretty strong rules about lack of freedom of speech in certain cases. So, but, but when it comes to the Internet... It's different. Those are going to be what we're talking about, everybody. Of course, you come first. Always do. All the callers always come first. So let's go ahead and talk to Steve in Oakland. How you doing, Steve? Hey, I'm doing really well. Hopefully, you're doing really well today. I am. Thank you very much. I have a question about the stock HNP. It's a, a utilities company. It's a large cap. They're based in China, and I've had it. I've owned it for a couple of years. And I don't know if I should sell it or keep it. It's seen a downward trend. But the big issue is they're based in China. In light of the coronavirus, wanted to get your take on it, all things considered. Okay. HNP is Hangnong Power International. It's an ADR. That's an American depository receipt traded on our exchanges. To do that, for foreign stock to trade on our exchanges, they had to comply with uh, – with, uh, GAAP, general accounting principle rules, and they got to report uh, certain statistics to the exchange. And so that's how they get to be on our, on our uh, traded on our exchange. So it's a Chinese company engaged in the generation distribution of electrical power in, in 26 provinces. And of course, it got beat up because of you know, the coronavirus, as you know. Um, I, you know, just just for in principle, Steve, I wouldn't sell it now because of the coronavirus because it's already probably built in all the bad news on the coronavirus, and they're going to make two dollars and seven cents in their 2019 year. We still don't have the final numbers for that, and in 2020 they're estimated to make two dollars fifty six cents since it's seventeen dollars seventy one cents stock. So uh, it's very underpriced. I mean that's pretty low. Too bad the return on equity is low, too, at 2%. That's pretty bad. And they have quite a bit of debt, which is concerning. 
And that's probably why it hasn't done so well in the last year or so. It pays 2.9% dividend. The stock is cheap. I think I would hold on to it to at least bounce back up to the $20 area. Because I think it will. It's at $17.71. I really think it will. Uh, what did you buy that, Steve? What's your What's your cost? Uh, I think I bought remember? it about a Two year years and ago. a half ago. So a year and a half ago, so it was probably in the low 20s? Yes. Okay. Well, I think it's going to go back up to 20 for easy. I would not sell it here because I think you're selling at a low. Wait till it bounces. At the very minimum, wait till it bounces. Good luck with it, Steve. Hope it works for you. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we present this program with five new shows each weekday, Monday through Friday. And it is also broadcast and streamed live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time on our website. I hope you will tell me, tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk so that they can tune in. And now we're going to into a quick one-minute break, and I'll be taking your questions right afterwards live, 888-99-CHART. It's been another busy week for the markets, lots of news, and coronavirus uncertainty. But you're interested in achieving financial freedom, so you want and need unbiased investing guidance. You're in luck. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Kyle in Walnut Creek. How you doing, Kyle? Doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I had a question about Go. Old Republic International. I work for a subsidiary, so annually their match is with employee stock from ORI. Um, I was wondering what you think of it. Is it something I should just kind of, when I get it, should I put it into a fund, redistribute to a fund, or should I kind of hang on to it? Well, I like ORI. I have I've owned this stock. I don't know for I can't tell you how many years. Five years, so offers property and liability, commercial insurance, and title and mortgage guarantee insurance. It's a seven billion dollar company. If you look at the earnings, their earnings have gone up every year since two thousand thirteen. Every year earnings go up. Well, two thousand seventeen they went down a little bit, but they're pretty darn consistent. I mean, the slow is not fast, it's not exciting, it's kind of boring, but the stock is still at a 13 PE, that, and it's going to make $1.80 next year, so based on that, that the PE is going to go down to, you know, a little bit, 12, maybe at 11, and it's a five-year range, 10 to 18, it pays 3.4% dividend, it has an okay return on equity 10%. It's one of those companies... That Kyle, you own and just leave it alone and ignore it. It will do fine. It won't ever be like a tech company, but they'll consistently make money. They'll pay you that 3.4% per year, and they always raise their dividends every year. I like the company a lot, just so you know. Good luck with it, Kyle. I'd hold on to it. Let's go to Adam. Unless, unless Kyle, it gets too big of your portfolio. If it's more than 10% of your overall portfolio, then you want to start cutting it back. Let's go to Adam in Sacramento. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, I had a question about MNK. I'm looking to buy it. Um, I've been playing it a little bit since it was uh, around two dollars, and I took some profit. And I was looking for a re-entry. Just want to know what you thought. Okay, MNK. Well, this is kind of interesting. There's two stocks now. I bought this stock. Oh gosh, probably about two months ago, maybe three. Uh, and I'd sold half of it yesterday. <laughs> so, because, you know, we made, you know, over that period of time, made about, what, 50%. I mean, I'm not, there's three kinds of, uh, three kinds of investors. There's bears, bulls, and pigs, and pigs get slaughtered. So, I didn't want to be a pig. So, I went ahead and took some profits on it. And uh, I like the company. This is a UK-based developer branded pharmaceuticals to treat a wide variety of healthcare conditions. It's a $418 million stock, so it's really tiny. So you know what I think about these really tiny companies. They're very risky. So why did this company who was selling, the, the high of this company was $134 in 2015. I mean, why is it $4.98 yeah. today? Well, one of the reasons is because it got caught up in the opioid problem. So it got crushed. Now I'm thinking they're going to make $7.04 next year, and it's a $4.98 stock. I mean, how low of a PE do you have Seems like to be? It's a great value. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 if they don't get sued out of existence, see, this is what your biggest worry is, and this was my worry. Kyle, uh, if they don't, if they uh, Adam, if they get sued and they go out of business because it's so small, then you lost all your money. So there's your risk. It's really cheap, but they they can get sued to be go bankrupt. That's possible, and that's a risk you're taking. That's why I sold half because yeah, it's, it's still very valuable. So you got to just roll the dice, take your chance with it. That's what I did. Adam, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. On the next Invest Talk, a city, an, a city group analyst says that gold may top $2,000 an ounce in the next 12 to 24 months. Why is that? Is he right? That story is tomorrow. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Beasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein Investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888-99 chart. That's a number. Let's go to Glenn in Pleasanton. How you doing, Glenn? Good, Steve. Calling about a little company called AT&T, and uh, it's been a core holding of mine for a long time, and I was reviewing my portfolio today, and it's one of the poorer performers over that period of time. And I'm wondering if you mm -hmm. think it's still worthy of being a core holding in a portfolio, about 10% of my portfolio. Okay, well, gee whiz, jump into host fat. Better, better, no one's heard that 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 saying in a long time. This is the third stock in a row. The stocks that we own, we own AT and T. We've owned it for a while. We are going to hold it. 
We're going to hold it, Glenn. The reason why we're going to hold it is because it pays a 5.4% dividend. And yeah, that's boring. It's you know, it's not skyrocketing like others. Ten percent seems an awful lot to me, though, Glenn. Uh, if it's ten percent of your portfolio, I, I would probably suggest you cut it in half. AT and T pays a huge dividend, big company. It, it's always going to pay that dividend. It's low priced, but you know it's not going to. It's not going to. The capital appreciation is going to be slow. So you, you buy it for that dividend, and that's what you hold it for, the core holding. But being a core holding at 10% of your portfolio is too much, Glenn. So I'd cut that back, but I wouldn't get rid of it. I would not. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Glenn. Let's go to uh, Mac and Cabo San Lucas. How you doing, Mac? Very well, thanks. Um, I was calling about um, Ally Financial. I called you a couple weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago before I bought it. Mm-hmm. And it yes. was doing really well. And uh, today, again, two weeks, I think I was up like seven or eight percent. Today, it dropped eleven and percent in one day, eleven and a half. And I wondered what you think uh, this time at this time for this company. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to read the news. Why did it fall? Ali Allen mixed uh, $2.65 billion, billion dollar deal for a subprime lender. So it bought a company. It made a $2.65 mm-hmm. billion dollar offer to buy Cardworks, and that's what took it down. So uh, obviously the investors are not too keen. Ally Financial, everybody, provider of automotive financing products for customers in the United States. Um, so they bought like one of their competitors and they bought a it's pretty big. They're they Ally Financial is almost eleven billion and they're paying they're buying a company that's two point six billion size. So it's a pretty big purchase for them. And uh the investors are skeptical of it. That's why it went down. I wouldn't sell it based on that. Because when some stock I've mentioned this before, when a stock gets crushed in one day for some event that's not going to repeat itself, that's not something systemic bad for the business, then it's probably going to spring back. And I I would bet that this will spring back. Not maybe all the way, but at least halfway. Uh, it's just that the initial offering seemed like a lot of money to people, and they already have a lot of debt because this is what they are. They're a finance company, so now they're putting on a lot more debt. But it's a low-priced stock for, their, for what they're going to make next year, so... I don't know. I'd, I'd hold on to it at this stage. I wouldn't sell it because of this of this event, Mac. I would not. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. My main talking point today concerns mini mortgage refinance boom. It's up about the the boom is about two hundred percent more than a year ago. Okay, the man, a number of refinancing mortgage refinance mortgage is two hundred percent up, five percent up for the week. This is talking about a 30-year fixed mortgage. Now, 30-year fixed mortgage right now uh, is about what, was about three and a half percent. I think that's as low as it's going to go, everybody, for this for this cycle. So I have a feeling everybody's trying to get in as fast as they can, and I don't blame them. If they if they, they should do it, if they're going to do it, you do it now. You don't wait around. You don't you know think oh uh, maybe it's going to go to three point three. Well maybe it is, but maybe it's going to go to three point seven too. Right back up. That was a couple weeks ago. So you know if you're going to do it, you do it. Don't don't and obviously a lot of people are. So if you're in that position, now's the time to refinance everybody. 
And I'll do my one one quick talking point about dividend investing rules because we've got a lot of callers we've got to get to before the end of this hour. We've got a lot of questions that came in before the show. Okay, some of the rules. Higher yield is not always the best. When you're buying a dividend stock, don't just look for the highest yield. That's not the smart way to look for them. Because the higher the yield, there could be danger. Maybe they're paying way too much. You need payout ratios of 60% or less. In other words, of the earnings they're making, they're paying out about 60% or less of the earnings that they make in a dividend. Okay? Uh, A dividend growth is better than just a high dividend. The growth is what you want. Look for high return on equities, return on assets, strong balance sheet, and buy them when they're on sale. That's what I'm suggesting. Okay? Okay, as we go to the... I got a trivia question, as I do every day. As, as Big Farmer rushes to develop a coronavirus uh, vaccine today, looking back in our medical history, what was the essential World Health vaccine that was first developed for and then successfully tested on 1 million children in 1954? What was that? What was the first essential World Health vaccine? I'll have the answer for you after the break, but now we're taking your market financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. You know what my husband and I really want? I mean, after years of working and saving and investing, we want financial freedom. Financial freedom to do and live as we want. But our old 401k plan, it's out of date. It can't truly be working for us. You're listening to someone who would benefit from a personalized portfolio review, the kind of unbiased advice and sensible investment strategies offered in a no-cost preliminary consultation by KPP Financial. Sure, we feel confident about some of our investment decisions over the years, but retirement will get here someday, and we should cover our bases now. Get a valuable second opinion on your current financial picture. And KPP Financial doesn't impose unnecessary products or services, so you can make informed decisions with your money. At KPP Financial, we offer independent thinking and shared success. KPP Financial. Okay. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, we had the uh, trivia question before the break, and now I'll repeat it. As Big Pharma rushes to develop a coronavirus vaccine today, looking back in our medical history, what was the essential World Health vaccine that was first developed for and then successfully tested on 1 million children in 1954? So here's the answer. Uh, well, before the answer, drug maker Johnson Johnson, I don't know if you know this, Johnson Johnson announced a partnership with the Department of Health and Human Services to work on the uh, vaccine for the coronavirus. So, but what was the vaccine back then in 1954 tested on everybody? Uh, 1954, Jonas Salk tested the polio vaccine on about a million children known as the polio pioneers. The vaccine was announced as safe in April of 12, 1955. So it took a while for them to think about it as being safe. Over time, the project became, became very large, involving 100 million contributions to the March of Dimes and 7 million volunteers. 
A Gallup poll in 1954 showed that more Americans knew about the polio field trials than could give the full name of the president. (laughs) Polio was once one of the most feared diseases in the U.S. In the early 1950s, before polio vaccines were available, polio outbreaks caused more than 15,000 cases of paralysis each year. Imagine that, 15,000. You know how many people died of coronavirus? 2,000. Each year, polio affected 15,000 people. Paralysis. So that, that vaccine program was very, very successful. By, the United States has been polio-free since 1979. No polio. People don't even remember it was a disease or think about it. Doesn't even cross their mind. So today... Why are drug makers taking the financial risk to invent a coronavirus vaccine? They believe the virus is very deadly and that developing a vaccine is worth the investment because there is money to be made. Of course, right? So how far back can we trace the development of vaccines? Do you even know what a vaccine is, everybody? Do you know? Well, there's a definition. A vaccine is a biological preparation that provides active acquired immunity to a particular disease. A vaccine typically contains an agent that resembles a disease-causing microorganism and is often made from weakened or killed forms of the microbe, its toxins, or one of its service proteins. So they take part of the actual virus and then mutate it and to, to develop a... Maybe mutate is not good. To develop a vaccine from it. Okay. So how far back can we trace the development of vaccines? The investment of vaccination as a public health tool largely contributed to a man named Edward Jenner in England and his experiments with cowpox to eradicate smallpox in 1796. Pretty interesting, huh? All the way back then. Okay, let's go to Daniel in Palo Alto. He wants to talk about Alibaba. How you doing, Daniel? Hi, Steve. Yep, I was had Baba and Momo, two Chinese companies, on my mind. I just wondered if it was you were Avoiding China still, or or, or, or if one might take a small position in one. No, or I'm I, I, I'm looking very closely at Alibaba. I really am. Um, let's take a look at it together. It's a, a, a Hong Kong stock. Uh, you know, it's in China. Provides global online mobile retail marketplaces via Tabio and uh, Tmall.com, and it's it's considered the Amazon of China. They're going to make money. They make lots of money. They're growing their money. They're going to grow earnings 28% this year, another 20% next year. Sales are growing in the mid-30s in the last three or four quarters, and that that's going to be consistent. And so the, the stock didn't get beat up very much. I was actually hoping for more so I can feel better about getting into it. But even at this price, at $222, they're going to make $8.72. I think that's a reasonable price with the strength of the growth. Now, I have a feeling that earnings might get hurt, but on the other hand, earnings might go up. Daniel, I was thinking, well, you know, if everybody's scared to go outside in China to buy stuff, maybe they'll just buy it online. Who's that going to help? Alibaba. So I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Uh, And so you have my thumbs up on it, which is really interesting because every stock question so far, either I've owned it or I liked it. 
And believe me, and if you've listened to the show any length of time, you know I don't like all stocks. I do not. There are times that I've been doing this radio show where I didn't like hardly any stocks that were called in. Not because of the stocks themselves, but because of what the valuations were. Anyways, I find it interesting. As you know, I am committed to fitting in as many caller questions as possible, so let's let's do that. This call came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Good evening. My name is Marco from New Jersey. I just had a quick question about a specific investment that I plan on making. I have about $300 already moving around in the market, which I know is not much, but I have another 100 that I'm thinking of putting into ticker INSG, NCGO, which is a pretty small company right now, but it seems to be spearheading the 5G movement that I'm sure will take off very soon. So I was wondering if it's a good idea to just put all that money in there and leave it alone regardless of volatility or, of course, how the market may swing at this time. And if so, you know, if that's something I should do now or wait for it to deep even lower in price to get your idea from it. Thank you very much for your podcast, and I appreciate listening. Thank you. Okay, this is Insego Corporation designs 5G wireless PC cards, embedded USB modems, and mobile hotspots and products for a network. It's a very small company, $736 million size. I don't like companies that don't make money, and this company has never made money but it is scheduled to make five cents a share next year. Sales growth you know, has been increasing recently, up 24% in the last quarter. It was 14% the quarter before that, 4% the quarter before that. Uh, and the sales are about $60 million. Uh, so this is one of those high-risk plays. You roll a dice and hopefully it works. It is not... Uh, it's not something I would normally buy, buy at this point. Just because it has 5G and what it does, that does not make it a leader. That does not make it going to be the, the winner. Uh, it reminds me of when 1999, when everything had a dot-com at the end, that everybody thought that, that was, it didn't matter what it did, that we're going to make money. These days, it's 5G. If it has a word 5G that they're involved with 5G somehow, that somehow is going to make it a miracle stock. It does not. It does not. I don't know enough about it. Management owns 15%. Mutual funds are slowly buying it. So maybe they have something going for them. I just don't know. I can't tell from what I hear. see here. So it's a roll of the dice. You're taking a high, high, high risk if you buy this stock. I would not do it. I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. As you make your investment choices, there will always be a bit of fear. It always creeps into your judgment when you're thinking about buying a stock. The fear comes from the risk perception, right? My advice for dealing with this is, you know, is to define your investment comfort zone. What are you from? What are you comfortable with? How much fear can you handle without panicking if it, things go south? Now, at KPP Financial, I do have a tool, free online tool for this, at investtalk.com. It's called Riskalyze. It's a risk questionnaire. It's very short. You can check it out. You can quickly calibrate your personal risk tolerance. Go, it scores it from 1 to 100. And around 80 is the S&P 500. So what's your risk tolerance? What score would you come up with? You can take that questionnaire anytime you want. Now I'm ready to take your calls, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Steve Peasley will be in San Jose, California, 
To conduct his no-cost and no-obligation portfolio review consultations on February 27th. But Steve has already filled his appointment schedule for that day. So, a new consultation date has been added. On March 20th, Justin Klein will travel to San Jose. Serious investors should go to the portfolio review page at investtalk.com and register early for the best times. And now, you want unbiased answers, and Steve and Justin are ready to take your questions. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is John from Idaho. Love the show. Just calling to see where do you guys get your information to find potentially uh, new companies to invest in, specifically more like mid-cap or maybe not well-known companies. Are there certain websites you're watching every week or uh, newsletters you're subscribed to, uh, just trying to find out what's the best source to, to try and find new potential companies to invest in. I uh, hope everything's going well. Thank you for your time. Well, that's a very difficult and loaded question because it's difficult. <laughs> and you, first of all, one of the things in my office is I require everybody to read. Everybody has to read and read pretty much constantly. If they're not on the phone, they're not making trades, they got to read. Read business. They read business newspapers. We get newspapers. We get online information. And we, get da- we purchase data, tons of data. And we have developed search engines on all this data. Okay? And different search engines for different circumstances. Okay, and so trying to say, well, where do I get my ideas? Well, it's it's not it's not say, well, does you do this, 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 is this, and there you go, there's your ideas. That doesn't work that way. You have to know what the economy is doing. You got to know what the industry that you're you, know, you you might be interested in. If you come across an article in a paper or uh, a newsprint of some kind, and you say you start thinking about, well, what does that mean? What is that going to do to various companies? Is it a big deal or not a big deal? And then you think about, well, where can I find companies that are in that industry? For instance, 5G, everybody knows about, right? So everybody's talking about it, everybody's bought it. It's too late. You know, forget about 5G because everybody's already invested in 5G. You've got to think ahead. What's next? What is next? And, you know, obviously, artificial intelligence is going to be next in some way, shape, or form. That's the kind of thing you have to do. Let's go to Robert in Vancouver. How you doing, Robert? I'm good. How are you, Steve? Good. Thanks for the call. I'm wondering, can I only ask you, like, one stock question? Because I got another one now. I'm thinking about it. No, one stock at a time. I got other callers right behind you, and I'm way behind on my recorded calls. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So the one that's, I was looking at today was Cisco. And okay. um, I picked them up today. And I, the reason I picked it up was because I looked at the last bottom, which was right at forty five ninety five, And um, I'm wondering, was that the good price? Because it bounced right off of that. And I know what you say about double bottom. Was that a right. double bottom mm-hmm. I just bought it at? Yeah, it looks like a pretty close to a bottom, double bottom, yes. Um, and this is the Cisco Systems, everybody. Not the Cisco Food Company, but the Cisco Systems, CSCO. Makes switches, routers, other networking and communications hardware for businesses and home applications. 
Uh, it is a big, big company, $196 billion. So it's a big blue chip kind of company. Pays a 3.1% dividend. They, they're going to make $3.39 next year, make three twenty five this year. So, um, and they grow pretty slow. Between 1% and 5% a year is their growth rate because they're so big. So $3.39, uh, how, what, is that a good price to buy this at? And I would say that's a very fair price. It's not cheap. But it's not expensive either. This stock was 56, 60, I mean, 66, 67. Wait a minute. The high of last year was $58 a share. Okay. And that was what, eight months ago, six, eight months ago. And it's at 46 today. I think you bought it at a pretty good price. Not the best price, but a good price. And if you know, you hold on to it, you'll do just fine. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay. Let's go to Art Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you today? I am fine, and I do appreciate you listening to the show and calling. You know, I always listen. Um, I just wanted to ask you about uh, Oxy Petroleum. Uh, it's yes. down uh, close to 40%, and uh, with the uh, coronavirus and everything, I was just wondering, uh, do you think uh, now's the time to start looking at the uh, oil sector? Actually, I do. Um, we've actually picked up a couple of them in the oil sector. Occidental wasn't one of them, but I do like that sector. I think uh, you know, with a beaten beaten up by by the coronavirus, I think it's time to pick up some cheap stocks at a great rate. Now, Occidental Petroleum pays a, a yield of seven dividend yield of seven point six percent. Cash flow is very high at ten dollars and forty three cents, but their earnings next year is only going to be seventy six cents a share. So they're having a trouble with the earnings. I do think it's temporary, but I, it just made me a bit nervous. That's why we didn't pick this one. Oh, okay. Sounds so, good. Yeah, I'll look at I think the sector... Yeah, look at some of the other big ones, Art. Big ones. Like this okay. one. Big All ones. Right, thanks. Okay? Thanks, Art. That was Oxy. O-X-Y is a symbol, everybody. Okay, no more callers right now? Okay, okay. Everybody wants to retire early, right? We all want to retire early, well, at least what we define as retiring early. And we, of course, here at Invest Talk, we talk about financial freedom. That's what it was. Or, or some people talk about financial independence. But what do, you, what do you have to do to be there, financial independence, financial freedom? For one, it applies to all age groups. You don't, you can be a young person, an old person. You all want to retire early or have that financial independence. So it doesn't apply to just one person. It also doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice. But generally, you do have to make some changes in your habits. I'm talking about financial habits. You do not need a high income either to achieve financial freedom or financial independence or to retire early. You don't need to have a high income. And just a reminder, you don't actually have to retire. And you can get there. Trust me. That financial freedom goal. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here. And of course, it's to help you achieve that goal, that financial freedom goal. So give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Next Invest Talk, city analysts say that gold may top $2,000 per ounce in the next 12 to 24 months. Why? That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve 
888-99-CHART. Hello, Stephen Justin. I was just wondering if you could take a look at California Resources Corporation, CRC. It's a company that I come across on a stock screen, and I actually took a position. And so it immediately went down 20%, and I bought a little more. And now I'm just wondering if I should buy more or just sit on it or sell it or, or whatnot. Just wanting to get your opinion. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, I don't particularly care for the company. California Resources, CRC, it's a $307 million company, very, very small. It's a $6.26 share. And the reason why I don't like it, because the numbers are going in the wrong direction. In 2018, they made $1.27 per share. 2019, they made $1.09. Next year, this year, by the time this year is over, they're going to lose $0.51 cents a share. That's why it's going down. Sales went down 18% in the most recent quarter. Why? Not because they didn't produce a lot of natural gas. They're engaged in exploration and production of oil and gas and exclusively in California. That exclusively in California part bothers me. California is very toxic to corporations, to companies, especially in the energy field. They don't like it. You know, politics, politicians don't like it. Just like they don't like electricity companies because they cause fires. They don't like oil companies or gas companies because it's dirty. Even though they, we use it, we need it, we have to have it, they don't, they're, they're very, I don't like it. I would get out and move and find something else better. Now, I will say this. It looks like it's a triple bottom right around this price, but I don't see anything that will hold it up to keep it going up. So, no. CRC, no. I would get out. Let's go to Wayne in San Jose. How you doing, Wayne? Fine, fine. Thank you. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Okay. Long-time listener. Uh, I have a question about gold miner. N-U-T-P. N-U-D is a dog. T is in Tom. I, I don't, that doesn't come up. Nancy. No, Nancy. N-U-G-T. George, uh, Tom. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Thank you. That was I got our it fault. I Okay, let's take a look. Oh, okay. This is a, a, the direction fund. A gold miner fund is 300, 300% leverage, three times leverage to the price of gold. So, if gold goes, it's an exchange-traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the three times a New York Stock Gold Miners Index. So, if the Gold Miners Index goes up, this will go up approximately three times. But it really doesn't go up exactly three times because they have trouble tracking. Um, I mean, if you take a look at just GDX, which is the other, just the one times uh, 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 just just uh, gold miners index itself, GDX. You'll see that that one has actually performed pretty good. And and in comparison, they both are doing well now. So if you think gold is going to go up, Wayne, this is a good one to be in. But if gold goes down, you're going to get hit pretty hard. So just be aware of that. I think gold's going to go up. I think I'm not a big gold person, but I still think it's got. Uh, I think it's it's already moving up, and it's moving up by, uh, for for a variety of reasons, mostly fear. But I do think gold is probably going to go higher. So yeah, good luck with it, Wayne. Hope it works for you. 
N-U-G-T, everybody. That was the ETF signal. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Give me a call and leave your questions. If, if you can't get to me live, you can leave your questions, and I promise we'll try to get to them in the next Invest Talk. We'll do our best. Um, okay, I have one more uh, talking point here. European or European comes out with new digital strategy. Okay, this digital strategy is turning the screws on artificial intelligence and different types of big technology companies. Uh, they want to start a discussion and make rules on justified financial recognition. Well, I can I can understand that. Okay. But whatever the rules they are going to make, it's going to affect Facebook and you know, a bunch of companies. Also, they want to ensure AI systems are transparent, traceable, and guarantee human oversight. So you can see how that's going to be lots of rules and regulations. And then new ones, new rules and regulations coming out from Europe. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin will be here tomorrow. I will return on Friday with experts from the KPP Premium Newsletter. In the meantime, I invite you to uh, access our free library of condensed podcasts at Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or investtalk.com. Everybody, I want you to have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.